For those out there listening to this podcast on an Android device, you should take the time to check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. It's free to use, and there are thousands of reviews out there telling you how great it is, so you don't have to take our word for it. So check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. And don't forget to head to patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s to see all the great stuff we have there for you. We just put out a really great episode on Back to the Future that you can hear at the $5 tier if you become a member at that level. And at that level, you get just over 13 hours of bonus content as soon as you sign up, plus a bonus episode once per quarter. So visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, entering the seventh calendar year in which we have released episodes of this podcast is my tag team partner, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And yeah, it's weird to think about. Yeah, uh, started in 2014. Now we're here, uh, to paraphrase. <laughs> Grap aficionado Drake Aubrey Graham uh, Aubrey Graham himself but yes uh, we are entering a whole new year of podcasting and uh, starting off with a tradition that we have not been consistent with but one I like when the uh, when the, t- the when we're able to line it up and that is celebrating the films from the Canon Globus group this is of course Canonuary uh Starting off this year with the 35th anniversary Sylvester Stallone vehicle, Cobra. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your wild lack of Miranda rights. Something's gotta be about your wild lack of Miranda rights. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Uh, so I'd like to do a little bit of of history for for listeners out there. Uh, this started because Sylvester Stallone was going to be the lead of Beverly Hills Cop. And they give him the script, and it's uh, all full of jokes and stuff. And Sylvester Stallone looks at this, and he's like, no, i got to do a serious action movie. So he completely rewrites Beverly Hills Cop. And he turns it in, and the studio's like, no, this is not the movie we want to make. This is, like, a serious action movie. Well, also, like, I just don't get why you would hang your comedy hat on Stallone in the first place. Yeah, like I, he only the only one the only quote unquote Stallone comedy that comes to mind is Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and that hadn't happened yet. No. That's in the nineties. I think that the idea is basically it's I think Beverly Hills Cop that you know with Eddie Murphy is probably a much funnier movie than the Sylvester Stallone one. Like I think they went like I think they you know there's it's an action comedy right and there's like a lever yeah. pointing to two I think with Eddie you push that lever toward comedy like almost full steam and with Stallone you push it like into a little, you know what I mean it's like bouncing back and forth between the two Okay I can see that So you give him some jokes but it's not like a joke 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 thing whereas like Eddie Murphy's constantly like razzing on people and doing all sorts of you know Eddie Murphy and whatnot Yeah exactly 
So I think I think that is probably the situation, although obviously I, I wasn't there. I haven't read the script. Uh, but here's the delightful part about this movie that I it just is nothing but delight for me. So he takes most of his ideas for this Beverly Hills Cop rewrite that no one asked for. And he's like, fine, I'll make my own movie. So he writes Cobra and they cite this novel Fair Game by an author named Paula Gosling. Uh, so enough of her novel was used that she gets credit and she does get credit in the, in the opening yeah. of this, but Stallone then approached her and was like, Hey, uh, do you want to maybe put your book back out and we can both be credited as the writers on it? And she's like, no, I, I certainly don't want to do that. <laughs> this is alleged. This is on Wikipedia. There is no source. Was her but book I just out love of it. print at this point or did he want her to re-release it? No context whatsoever. This is just well, an unsourced thing on the Wikipedia. But I mean, I found the it IMDb trivia for this movie is also rife with bullshit. Like, okay. apparent, allegedly, according again, everything here is according to IMDb trivia. So, like, take that yeah. how you will. Allegedly, uh, no one, no one on set was allowed to either make eye contact or talk to Sylvester Stallone. So that actually jives because there's a section later here where the guy who played uh, the bad guy, Brian Thompson. Oh, yeah, he hated everyone. He was like, the, well, because when Stallone, so Stallone essentially directed this movie. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. the director, when he wasn't around, the director was a piece of shit because I guess yes. he wanted to direct it. Sure. So he was just mean to everybody when Stallone wasn't around. The credit director is George P. Cosmatos or Cosmatos, who also directed Rambo 2. Uh, previous episode, I think. Yeah. Yes. We did two. Yeah. I think we did. I couldn't remember if we did two or three, but I think it's two. But to, to tag on to what you're saying there, the guy Thompson kept going to Stallone and being like, oh, okay, like, uh, let me let me ask you about his background and like, why is he doing this? And Stallone is like, I don't care. He's just pure evil. And the guy's like, well, that doesn't give me like a lot to work with. I'm paraphrasing this obviously but he's basically like this doesn't give me a lot to work with as an actor i have some ideas and sloan's like i don't i don't care and he then at one point uh stallone was watching a basketball game and couldn't be bothered to get up and, and oh yeah that was away from the game the the final scene was filmed with someone the script like what's the, that term the script the supervisor uh, supervisor uh reading the lines uh, yes, because Stallone couldn't be bothered. Yeah, which is just like absolutely bonkers. Uh, and then the last one, this poor guy Brian Thompson. After the director, he qu- apparently told him, "Quote: You could have been good if you listened to me." And Thompson was like, "You never talked to me about anything. What are you talking about?" Well, apparently the directors. All the only thing I saw the director said was they filmed the opening sequence first, and he said, and the bad guy in that sequence, he was like, "Hey." He did such a great job. I hope you can do as good a job. Like, that was apparently the extent of it. <laughs> so, uh, a troubled production, as, as one might guess. But then that all leads to the first cut of this movie is 130 minutes long. Fuck directly off. <laughs> and this they, movie they, is an hour 27. Really, no, it's, it's like not. an hour 15. Yeah, it's 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 got a lot of padding to get that. But so, they... <laughs> They they're working on the cut of this. The, allegedly, Top Gun comes out and is a huge hit like weeks before this is to come out. And they just hurriedly cut a half an hour out of their movie because they're like, that movie is going to do really well. We got to cram as many showings in as possible. So let's get this bad boy cut down to the bone. And so that's why this movie Sounds is basically like ba- 
Yeah, I mean, this movie is basically a loosely connected set of action sequences. There's yes, there's a little bit of action and then some talking that doesn't really advance the plot, and then whatever, which leads to an extremely thoroughly confusing movie because the plot is never thoroughly explained or has all that much uh, logic to it at all in any any regard. Yeah, it's a lot of confusing nonsense. Uh, well, also once again. I don't, it feels weird that Sly Stallone writes himself movies where he is, like, the end-all, be-all, arbiter of good, and he has to kill people because he's the only good guy. Like, I don't know, there's just something really yucky feeling about that. It happened in Rambo, it happened in this, Rocky, I guess, doesn't really count, but all the rest of them do, where, like, I'm the only one who can save America by... I'm, I'm wearing american flag shorts and i'm gonna punch out a literal giant and make the kremlin fall yes yes i mean the rocky one is remarkably less weird <laughs> like the the context of it being through the prism of a boxing match is like way sillier than the one-man army thing well yeah but i just mean like there's just something very weird about that because I don't mind when a comedian, like, someone writes a movie for themselves to be, like, the star or whatever, like, do make a movie. But when the movie context is, like, I'm the only one who's strong enough to save the day. Like, it just feels weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I, I get that. Um, anyway, this starts with Rambo, or sorry, uh, Cobra, uh, who is basically Rambo. It's in the up. Rambo font. Yes. Uh, reading off some st- crime statistics that are just beyond absurd. Are they it says, re- I mean, it's it's 86. They cannot be real. Like, there's just no way these... This uh, According to this, a violent crime occurs every 25 seconds. Well, so does a violent crime include, like, manslaughter? Or, like, yeah. vehicular yeah. vehicular manslaughter? Yeah, like all those things would be violent. I would think all of those would count as violent crimes. I in, in a different world, I was a reporter and I did have to do the FBI crime statistics. I'm not sure the vehicle one would count necessarily, but I'm pretty sure manslaughter does. Don't quote me on that, obviously. Yeah. But there's what? What's the rent song? It's 5,000... 525,600 minutes. Okay. So according to that, then, there is a million violent crimes plus in America a year. I guess that doesn't seem that <laughs> I mean, it's America me, so. saying it out loud. Yeah. I guess that doesn't seem that insane to me. Cause I guess but it's robbery basic- could be violent. Like if there's a gun involved in a yeah, robbery, yeah, that's yeah. probably counts as violent. Right. Well, that would be robbery versus theft. I believe robbery is a weapon. Like armed- oh, armed robbery. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I guess theft is, I steal something from your house and robbery is anyway. I guess it could be true, but the crime statistics feel absurd. And then it's like the especially odd part about it is it's like this many crimes per second or this this crime happens every X seconds. This crime happens every Y seconds. And then the last one is and there's 250 rapes a day. And I was just like the the (laughs) the the changing of the the parameter for that last one just Mm -hmm. makes it feel different. And uh I was at that point really hoping that we weren't headed for Death Wish Town, which is just like really long, oh, awful God, no. rape well, scene. Also, thankfully, no that's not in this movie. movie. Yes, anywhere. thankfully. Right, right, right. So it, it one, like, why are you bringing it up in the opening minute? And two, thank you for not <laughs> for not making this movie that because I was sure that's where we were headed. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, poor Brigitte Nielsen, whose name I don't know I ever learned. <laughs> I'm not sure. The, the, they were the, the Wikipedia were, uh, names her. And they it refers to her as a uh, model and businesswoman, and I was like, I saw model, 
I did not see businesswoman. <laughs> well, she's like running her own little empire, I think. I guess, but it just seems weird. That just seems like a weird. I think it's in the Jay-Z sense of like, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business comma man. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. There you you know, because she's, she's like her own little empire. Uh, Brigitte Nielsen, most famous for, I think, dating Flavor Flav for She did a date Flavor Flav at one point. Okay. For, for, and having a reality show about it. To me, anyway, other people probably know Brigitte Nielsen for a number of other things, but I She apparently played a... someone called the Black Witch in a series of Italian movies. Oh, okay. Good for she her. She speaks like five languages. She's rad. She seems cool. I, I think she's cool. I don't, I'm not disparaging her. I'm just saying like, she is just not super in my radar is all. No. Uh, we get these weird shots of axe clangings and like well, some of them are axes, some of them are crowbars, just various uh, implements of yeah. death. Yeah. So well, is so is there a word, a different word for the double headed axe? I don't believe so. I think that's still an axe. Because some people have those. Some have the like the Jack Torrance axe. Some people have crowbars, right. but they're just like holding it over their head in a graffiti pool, an empty graffiti pool, clanging them together this- in rhythm. <laughs> I called this the axe clanging mystery warehouse, which I, I thought was a pretty good turn yeah, of phrase. Very much. But it's just so he spent so much time making sure that he looked cool and like was doing cool stuff that he yes. didn't bother writing anything for this cult of like why they're doing anything, who they are, where they're meeting, yeah. how they met. I- I think that hits on the thing that I couldn't put my finger on before when you were talking about being uncomfortable with him writing himself as like the savior. He does write himself as the savior, but I think the goal number one for Stallone is like, I just want to look like the coolest, most badass person on earth at all times. And it Mm -hmm. happens to be in the context of I'm the only one who can save the world. But really, it's just like, I want to play with guns and drive cool cars and drive really fast and smash into things. And I want to punch nerds. Yes. Uh, So... We cut from that to this dude on a motorcycle. Actually, really cool shot, I will say. Somebody out there should steal this, though. Silhouetted sun. It's all oh, red. Yeah. Motorcycle driving at you. It's a cool looking shot. It reminded me of Mad Max quite a bit. He goes to a grocery store and proceeds to just wantonly open fire. But Apparently, so- this scene was originally in a movie theater, which Hello? is also really <laughs> like it's uncomfortable to watch this sort of scene uh 35 years later just because of the world that we live in now uh, i don't this is obviously like kind of tough to watch but i also was thinking the whole time watching it that this must have been a movie that the characters in hot fuzz just adored oh i bet if you freeze frame in um butter butterman no butterman i think it's or is it futterman or but no butterman i like think if it's you butterman. freeze frame on his dvd collection i am sure cobra is in there Absolutely. I'm surprised there wasn't a bit where Nick Frost had a, a, a match in his mouth. That was the stupidest thing in the world. I was like, why is, yes. it, why is it a match? So you have well, a match. Because... You have a match literally for this one moment. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Like, it's, it's be one thing if he like lit a cigar or like lit. Honestly, I wouldn't be mad if it was like, I like candles. And he like always <laughs> has candles. Like, frankly, that would be better than I have matches in my mouth for literally no reason other than at some point in my life, someone's going to get covered in gasoline below me and I'm going to flick a lit match on them. Um, I once uh, saw a woman on Tinder whose profile was a Halloween costume where she dressed as Cobretti and it was a spot on Halloween costume. She had the match and everything. Wow. Yeah. Weird. 
It, it is. But so <laughs> this guy. The, oh, it, also in front of the grocery store is one of those like you put it in the quarter and you ride like it goes back and forth things. Mm-hmm. It is an extremely cute frog that I just was like, oh, I man, notice. that's like one of the it's one of the cool, cutest one of those little things I've ever seen. Usually it's like a horse or a rocket ship or something. Yeah, they're, they're always like a like a ship or a car or whatever that I've seen mm-hmm. in this area. Um, but the guy who's shooting in the grocery store doesn't seem to be shooting people. Like no. he seems to be aiming for like the watermelons in the middle and the cabbage uh-huh. and the box of like quisp or whatever. And I was yeah, like, yeah. so is he not, I was like, Oh, is this like a point? Like he's not shooting. He's shooting stuff because yes. it's going to be consumerism. Yeah. Is this they live? No, it's not because later he shoots one guy in the back and I was like, that's, I think that's the first person that he's shot. Yes. I, as far as I can tell, he he picks the puts the gun on this guy's chin, kind of listen to his feet that way, and is just says to him, "Run!" And then you think he's going to let him go, or maybe he says, "You're free," but yeah. he lets the guy get to the end of the aisle and then wastes him from behind. But it's also so again, we don't know guns because why do I need to? He's at the end of an so it's a whole aisle's length. It's a long distance. And he fires a shotgun and it kills this guy. And I was like, I feel like in my minimal knowledge of guns from video games, like a shotgun blast from that distance isn't going to kill you. So you can put different types of ammunition in a shotgun. Some of them are more like slugs, Focused. like actual bullets. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. okay. I assumed most yeah. they were all like, because I know in, shock, in shotguns and video games is like, you're close combat. It's, it's a spray. Yeah. So... In hunting terms, they p- people typically typically use a shotgun for birds because you can pack small bullets in and then they kind of spread in a cone and you are more oh, likely to hit okay. hit a bird versus a slug, which you I guess you use to shoot like a deer or something, which is just more like a bullet. Got it. Okay, there you go. This movie is such gun porn though, and I, I assume th- I, like, I know there's an <laughs> I know there's an internet like movie database but exclusively for cars there i guarantee somewhere on the web is one for guns because the wikipedia for this has a lot of very specific information not only about the guns that cobretti uses but also what they're chambered for and what type of ammunition they use someone with a lot of time uh we get art lafleur as one of the cops he is the uh he was in war games and also we He's both Ruth, know him right? Yes, I was just about to say no, Miss Babe Ruth from well, the Sandlot. He, I didn't write his name down. Um, I said Captain is Babe Ruth, and he's also the Tooth Fairy in the Santa Claus franchise. Oh yeah, that's right. And then did you did you figure out who Cobretti is? Like number two guy, the guy who's always eating the candy. Did you recognize him? Uh, dollar Store Polly. It's Poppy from Seinfeld. Oh yes, is yes. Pretty sloppy, Poppy. <laughs> yeah. But he's he that character is just dollar store. It's like Polly and Mickey in one character. Yes, pretty much. And then you have the third guy who is, I think, the most ranking police officer there. He's got glasses on. He played the killer in the original Dirty Harry. But here he's sort of like a sniveling uh, milk toast loser just for Cobretti to be a dick to all the time, basically. He, it's weird. It's like he is the one who's like, hey, there are protocols in place for a reason, which, yes. Right. Yeah. But in movie world, it's like, but that doesn't get results. Right. So basically, Cobra Cobra is Batman without any gadgets or anonymity. Yeah, I'd buy that. The idea is like, this is a corrupt police force. Because it is. We see it. It is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
And so he's like the only one that can save it, but he's on the payroll. It's weird. Yeah, he's on the zombie squad, which is where they I've like, never heard that don't have any rules. Before. Well, I, later in the movie, you know, skipping ahead a bit, the Brigitte Nielsen asks Poppy and is like, so what's the deal here? And he's like, oh, he's on the zombie squad. And she's like, what's that mean? And he's like, it's the end of the line. For what? For who? What does that mean? Yeah. Is like, the end that's of, is the last like, job he can take? I don't get is it. it. Is it like he washed out of all the other cop jobs and they're like, oh, we're going to stick you in the one where you're likely to die so we don't have to deal with you that long? I don't understand. Like, is the zombie squad the suicide squad? If so, why are they called the zombie squad? Right. Uh, anyway, the lead of the zombie squad, Marion Cobretti, a.k.a. Cobra, sneaks into the uh, <laughs> the the grocery store here and he grabs himself a beer, which I thought was kind of funny. And then he yeah. takes a big swig of this course and then chucks it. Did you catch the really cool Pepsi sign that he's kind of hiding behind? I, there, I have a note. It is the coolest. I've never seen something like that. And I wonder I want to know how they did it. So I was actually thinking about this while I was taking a walk today. Uh, today, the motor to make this thing work, it's basically a uh, swizzle stick, the color of Pepsi that is attached to the can and spins slowly. So it looks like it's liquid pouring out of it. It's oh, like a so pretty it basic spins. effect. I was, cause, yes. Because I was trying to, because normally this kind of effect would be done with like a wheel. Yeah. Because so, so that the Pepsi, because it's a Pepsi pouring out of a can into a cup. Yeah. And it looks like it's pouring down. And that's why I couldn't figure out. I was like, the can isn't connected. There's no like nothing connecting the can or like hiding for a wheel. Yeah. It's it's like a swizzle stick that's, you know, vertical and rotating. But I was thinking today, like the motor to run this now is like the size of your thumb and whisper quiet. Yeah. Back then, the motor for this would have been like a grill rotisserie motor, which is, a uh, you know, about the size of a thick novel paperback and is like... Yeah, it would have been like I'm picturing it being sounding like a uh, like a slushy or an like an icy machine. Yes, yes, that sort of like uh, humming, grindy noise is is right on the money. Um, so anyway, I thought that was really good. But this movie is fascinating to me because it's really agnostic about its cola brands. There's this huge product placement feeling shot for a Pepsi that isn't, I guess, product placement. Later, Poppy gets a Coke out of a Coke machine. It's like Coke in huge letters. Oh yeah. And then at the dive bar, there's an enormous RC Cola cooler. I miss the RC Cola. I miss that completely. Um, anyway, go so ahead. So this is, again, it's just, we're supposed to believe that Cobra is like slick and cool and always knows what he's doing. But half the shit he does here doesn't make sense. Because he's like hiding behind the freezer section with a with his beer. And he takes a swig and I think he's going to like throw it. And then so he can go like distract with a noise so he can go around the other way. He just stands there and throws it and waits for the guy to shoot and then like walks away from that area. And I was like, I don't, then what is the purpose? I, Are you trying I agree to make him run out of bullets? Let me know <laughs> your thoughts. It seemed like he thought maybe the guy would shoot the can and then go see where the can came from, but it's a weird plan. And it's only so he can do this next shot, which is where he walks down the aisle, the freezer section and all the doors are open and there's like fog machines billowing fog did you catch the one extra the man in the wheelchair had his just hiding his face face? like entirely hiding his face like everyone's sort of cowering this guy was almost like i cannot be seen being in this movie yeah this is a please none of my friends god (laughs) none of my friends could know i was here yeah so the fog does look cool i'll give you that do you think it it looks fog and not just we opened these freezer doors 
I don't think you'd get that much billow out of a freezer, but maybe everyone is constantly greasy. And I don't know. In this movie, I've, I've so had it could have just been like, very hot. Where yeah, I've had those moments. Um, so he. I like the part where he picks up the announcement thing and just starts doing his Stallone voice talking to this guy. Yeah, which again, like, do it in a way that draws him out. Right. That like, oh, why don't you come get me here and like, you know, do a little wave like from your from your. <laughs> thing from your yeah, break yeah. the breaker thing like like this is just this is just i want to look cool but there's yeah. no substance right i mean that is the, literally the perfect explanation of this movie yeah i want to look cool also there's no substance i i like that he goes uh you're a lousy shot and there's nothing i like less than a lousy shot that's not a cool line slide no it isn't it really isn't so he goes he goes back there and the guy starts spouting some cult nonsense, which honestly very could be they cool. Yeah, it does. It does sound very like they live. This is like idiots. They live. Yeah, this is they live. <laughs> this is the bright yellow version of they live. <laughs> there's no nuance. There's no subtext. There's no interesting thing happening. It's just shooting. But a, a movie about a cult that wants to murder a lot of people like the Manson murders are fascinating to people. This is mm-hmm. like a rich sandbox you can play in. And instead they do nothing with it. No, because the idea is that we get later is that these people believe that they're the strongest of the people. Yes. And they're murdering the weak. Right. Which like doesn't really mean anything because there's no context or like rubric for how they decide. Yeah. Nor does it lead to anything. It's not like, oh, the strong people have to get kidnapped and indoctrinated. Yeah. Also, one of their murder victims, they say, is a sexually assaulted child, which, like, that's what you're going to call weak Stallone? Right. Fuck all the way not off, really, buddy. Not really their choice. Yeah. Like, I just, nothing in this movie makes sense, and it pisses me off, because... That that line is so weird, I almost wonder if he just delivered it poorly, and he meant to say that they were a child molester. No, it's not, it's, it's the, it's not him, it's the, the newscaster says it. But I'm saying, like, I wonder if Stallone intended for it to, like, the writing is bad, and it was oh. supposed to be, they are a child molester, not they are a child who child. was. Yes. Oh, maybe. That would make... That was, that was my read on it. Which, like, th- but that also would lend a much more interesting shade to this movie. That, like, yeah, we're killing Dexter the style. We're killing the scum. Right. So he shoots the bad guy, and the bad guy has a bomb, and uh, the, he rescues these couple of people, and he goes outside, and this reporter also, makes some very... He, he shoots the guy, and he lands on the meat counter, and you know that grocery store is just going to discount that meat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's wrapped bologna and sausages. It's not like it's loose. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be like, hey, I'm just saying, it's 50% off this. You have to rinse the was, blood off the packaging. A man was shot on top of this bologna. Uh, but he, anyway, Cobra goes outside. I do love that idea of like the <laughs> what things get discounted after this rampage. Yeah. They go, they, they have like a can of soup and the bullet grazed it, but the can's intact. What's the markdown mm-hmm. look like? I picture the, 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 the corner of, of the cereal box got ripped open, got like blown, but like this, the bag is intact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this That's corner 50, 50% is all off. fucked up. Or they they cut like their own new. Lo- he, the the store manager grabs the TV camera while it's there and is like, "Come on down to King Market. We got crazy markdowns from a murderer." 
<laughs> the guy he picks up the shotgun and it's like a new ad campaign. Price is so low. We're we're blasting high prices away. We'll blow them away. <laughs> Boom. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 that's a that's a good fiction. They like lean into it. Like, yes, we are the store where that we mass shooting took store. place. Don't worry about it, though. Now our cereal's discounted. Uh, so this reporter goes up to Cobra and asks some very salient questions like, hey, what about the law or Miranda rights or trial by jury or the Constitution of the United States? And Cobra, as a stand in for this movie, has the response of basically going, shut up, you fucking nerd, and then slamming him into a car. Yeah, because, like, he grabs him and, like, throws the little... Apparently, he was calling this... The person that I saw run down the aisle and got sh- get shot by the shotgun maybe was my age. And they keep calling him... I think he was a little older. I think he was more of my age. But they keep calling him a boy and a kid. Oh, oh, I missed that. Yeah. He is definitely a full grown Yeah, they man. keep being like, the boy who was killed, the kid who was killed, and then he like yeah, throws, no. he grabs the reporter and throws the ambulance like cloth covering over his dead body and is like, you tell that to his family. And I'm like, he's 40, his wife? You know what? You know what? They don't show you the guy under the sheet, and this movie was cut so aggressively. We were just talking about how he doesn't actually oh. shoot anyone. He just shoots products. I wonder if the original cut of this was just mayhem and he did kill a lot of people, including a boy. Oh, that's possible. That would because it was it it was it was a full it's what eighty minutes is a full fifty minutes longer, roughly Jesus give or take. Christ, and it was rated X. They were like, absolutely no way does this get out like this. So I wonder if that's what it was. Like they cut out a scene where they did kill a boy. Okay, that's possible because because that's definitely. You ch- you murder a child, your rating hops up a level. Like oh, it instantly course. goes up one tier. Whatever tier you're at, it goes up another. Oh yeah, but yeah. I was like, when they he was like, you tell it to this boy's family. I was like, his wife and kids. Like he's a grown adult. <laughs> he's like bordering on having a pension. Yes. Um. So that's their argument. Is like, hey, who cares about the law? Which like, yeah. I mean, in a in a revenge fantasy world, yeah. But like, yeah. That's not the re- <laughs> that's not the real world. It's also interesting because in your classic versions of this, your dirty or not dirty Harry, your death wishes, or I've never seen it, but I'm familiar enough with the the plot of a movie like I Spit on Your Grave. It's a person who is personally aggrieved going after the people who aggrieved them. And in that case, you're you're kind of going, yeah, they take the law into their own hands, but it's sort it's of one person exactly it's, their personal vengeance. Yes, yes. Whereas like death wish, this is more like a death wish sequel where it's. I kill all the bad guys and he just like just murders everyone in sight. Yeah, and I the alternate is that you it has to be a like a predator 2 situation where like this okay. is a heightened version of the world that's like completely gone to shit. Like Yes. where like it's lawless. It is gangs run the streets and there's no and like the cops are in the They pocket. live. Yes. They live. What yes. you're describing is they live. Yes. 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 And so like it needs to be that like we need to feel like Cobra is the last the last line of defense between yeah. Bedlam and and you know the world we live in and it doesn't feel like that. Your Judge Dread or your Robert, RoboCop. Your Robert of. Cop? Yes. However, the thing that there are some action sequences in this movie that I do think are really rad. And the other thing I really like about this movie is the music is the perfect, delightfully corny. It like 
makes absolutely no sense for the the type of movie they're making. And also, I love that it's this bizarre. It's weird. It reminds me of the music in Carrie that like re- oh, okay. real synthy, like like you're like, that's yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. No, it's not. At first, it's like, sort this of, is weird. And then you're like, no, actually, it's sort of soundtracked almost in a footloose way it's sort of like so. a little poppy okay it's a little poppy you know it's it's kind of right. got a groove to it versus I, I think with carrie you're more talking about uh score versus i'm talking about the needle drops here oh uh, okay yeah i was th- i was speaking score yeah so i'm i'm more saying like cobra drives home in his car it's like a really cool old mercury and he's like going to park and it's this like sort of like I'm just singing the Super Mario World theme apparently, but like, that's okay. Oh. I don't know where that I don't know where that came from, but it's this sort of like rocking '80s synthy bouncy pop song, and he proceeds to try to park in a parking space, beep at the car in front, they won't move. Which honestly, I was on on board with him at this point. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they should pull up a little, let you park. Then they don't do it, so he smashes into them repeatedly. But it doesn't. He doesn't smash. He just drives into their car and pushes. Yes. It. Yeah. Then Parks gets out. The guy, of course, is very mad and gets in Cobra's face. Cobra shoves him around a little bit, talks shit to him, and rips his shirt. This is a cop! What are we talking about here? Yeah, like, why couldn't he have, like, flashed a badge or, like, oh, pull this jacket, there's your gun. Like, yeah. How the badge is 100% both the exact thing this character would do and gets out of this without this police officer assaulting a stranger for no reason. Cause later they like try and call back to that moment. And I was like, Oh, are they evil now? Like, are they pissed at him? No, they're like, yeah, no we respect you. Yes. Sylvester exactly. <laughs> we only respond to violence. You've spoken our language and now we're on the same team. It's Wink. Weird. Big thumbs up. So he, yeah, he, he, assaults a, a person in their car uh in front of a lot of people and then goes to his apartment where he so he throws a newspaper onto a barbecue grill and yes, i was like it never it never comes back is that gonna be a moment no not nope. at all then he goes into his home opens, he opens a barbecue grill to put the newspaper in it and then closes it i just want to clarify and so he goes into his apartment opens the freezer and takes out it's the freeze it's like it is the small it's 100 the, the freezer it's the small yeah. one at the top take it doesn't open the fridge at all opens the freezer it takes out what looks to be a carton of eggs and a small personal pizza box and i was like so i, f- I am i figured so this confused. out i figured it out i don't think stallone could bend over in the pants he's wearing oh i mean there's a top shelf on a fridge yes but he would have had to stoop and I don't think he could stoop in these I pants. Don't. They're so tight. Is he that tall that he can't like reach, just like move his arm? But I think he would have had to bend down a little bit. And I think they did that. The other thing that I had in my mind as a possible answer was they couldn't figure out how to make the fridge not have light. And so they was like throwing off the film in some way instead of just like taking the light bulb out of the refrigerator. Maybe. But I really, truly think it's Stallone didn't want to bend over in these jeans because he sits down shortly after this. And if you watch him, he like sort of falls into the chair. <laughs> I didn't catch that. He sort of like plops in it in a way that leads me to believe he doesn't like bend his knees to lower his butt, but sort of, you know, rocks back on the heels and just flops okay. into the chair. 
But surprise, it's not eggs in the egg carton. It's a gun oiling kit. But the pizza is a pizza. And for some reason, he cuts it with scissors to like yes. get the tip off. And now I will say, I personally am a person who, when making pizza at home, gets out the scissors. Oh, yeah. I, cu- way- I cut. Uh, that is a, a life hack that I love. I've, I've, I've done that. Apparently, our grandmother did it, which I didn't know until recently. I don't remember that. Is that in the video? No, I don't think so. But I was talking about how I do that, and I, I cut it up with pizza. When I make a homemade pizza, I do it. Or even if I'm making like a, you like know, a frozen, a, a, frozen, a frozen pie. Yeah, yeah. I'll cut it up with scissors. I just find it real easy. I hate pizza cutters. I've never used a good pizza cutter in my whole life. This is like a thing I'm personally I have a shitty into. one, like a plastic one. And every yeah. time I try, I'm like, no, throw it away. Yeah. Yeah, I hate them. I, they're always dull as hell. So before I had good kitchen scissors, I would cut up a frozen pizza or like a take and bake with my chef's knife because it's sharper and better at the job. I hate pizza cutters. This is my hill to die on personally. So I'm okay with Cobretti not using that. But it is inexplicable he the way. He doesn't cut it down cut, the middle. Right. He cuts the tip off, sticks it in his mouth. And then the the part that I really enjoyed, and I don't think what, it's on they're purpose. they're desk scissors? Well, they are desk scissors, but... There's a really interesting juxtaposition that in a better movie, this would be on purpose of taking out a gun kit and breaking down a gun and oiling it while a Toys R Us commercial is on telling you to come shop for the holidays. There is a cooler, more interesting movie that's commentating on violence and children and stuff. This movie is not doing any of that. So it just inexplicably, it just inexplicably has a commercial for our fallen brother, Toys R Us. Yeah. Didn't they come back for a minute? There's some sort of something, but they're they're one of those companies that got run into the ground by those venture capitalist people, and it just you know they saddled them with all their debt and killed them basically. Yeah. So we get the news story, which like you know it would have been more interesting, like a more interesting twist on this if the report if this newscaster woman was Brigitte Nielsen. Yes, and was way, like way doing an April O'Neil like yep, this is I love my that story. Idea. Because then it's then there's so much more involved. Absolutely, it's it's essentially random in this the way it's set yeah, up. Yeah, it is. Movie. It's fate. Because yeah. what they the news reporter is like, hey, this is the fifteenth, not the Night Stalker. Wink, wink, wink. Like, yeah, yeah. they call it the Night Slasher, and I was like, come on, have a little tact. Yeah, although I do kind of like them using Night Slasher because I was thinking about this after watching the movie. This really is sort of what people thought a Freddy versus Jason movie would be, but with guns instead of slashy weapons. Stallone and this main bad guy are both basically slasher movie villains. They're essentially unkillable. They mow down people left and right. They do it with guns in this instead of knives or whatever pointy weapon. But okay. it's essentially that. Like Especially the final fight where they're in the boiler room. All I could think of was Freddy and Jason in that last All sequence right. in that movie. I'll give you that one. So I did I did think that was kind of funny that he's the night slasher because this really does feel like a slasher movie to me. Um but they're like, yeah, there's no MO to him at all. Which thinking about it, I was like, that you would have to put so much effort into f- picking who you kill to make sure that there was truly no pattern connecting them. Yeah. Cause like if you kill two people randomly, like there's a good there's a chance that like there's they worked in the same building, they were right. neat, like something. They both had a blue shirt on. Yeah, like you have to do so much work to be like, it is truly right. Ra- like that is the yes. that's what I want to see. That's the movie I want to <laughs> see of like 
he's so obsessed with being random that he's like yeah has like 18 different pictures on his board with the with the red yarn of like you're describing a very fun four issue batman comic that i would enjoy reading okay yeah you know yeah, like totally. that's the that's the super villain it's it's the, uh, random chance is the guy is the, the character's name okay or something like that and it's truly they truly just try to randomly murder people or or whatever their crime is yeah into that so we see the maniacs on the on the you know in action for the first time this woman gets assaulted and this is what i thought was leading to our death wish style like oh really uncomfortable to watch long sexual assault sequence mm-hmm. i was i was thrilled that they just murdered her <laughs> also she should have driven away I yeah didn't get so it. she she gets into her car and then someone is raped by the car with an axe and someone else is a sledgehammer. Man, I'm cranking that that uh, ignition and putting my foot on the floor and see what oh, happens. Yeah. I'm going to die if I don't do it. I might as well try. I, I mean, in 2020, I'm, I'm starting my car before I get into like from the. Well, yes, I'm it doing, was 1986. Let's let's be in 1986 when we talk about. This oh, things. I know. I know that because she has to lean over and flip down the the lock on the passenger door i forgot forgot that was a thing yeah the 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 non-automatic lock she's like frantically flicking it down but yeah i'm with you Uh, i did think it was cool i was surprised how cool it looked to hit the roof of a car with an axe yeah you never see that much yeah it was a neat neat stunt looking thing it's also a really car uh, i like the knife that the night slasher uses it's like I guess they're not really brass knuckles. They're like knuckle spikes. And then it's this really kind of pretty looking organic curve shape. Yeah. There's there's an actual like chef's like kitchen knife that looks like that. I've seen before. It was apparently. Oh, that can't be right. <laughs> the Wikipedia says it was it was designed custom for the film by knife designer Herman Schneider. But when you click on Herman Schneider, it's a different Herman Schneider who was a <laughs> uh, uh, person who died in 1939. I was like, that that's not it. That's not he it. did not. He did not design a knife 45 years before this movie. But I agree no. with you. The knife design is really cool. I wish that there was more cool knife stuff. Or, you know, we picked this knife because blah, blah, blah. We forged this knife ourselves for the mission. Like there's a, there's why? a fine, there's a fine line you got to walk with what you're talking about, where if you do too much, you're in Thorn Trilogy Halloween territory. I mean, and I would rather that than this. So I don't I don't want to get all the way to Thorn Trilogy. I need to get I need to I need you to, like, figure out where it is on the map and get close to it enough to be within its vicinity to pick up some of its radiating energy and then get back on the highway. Cause I don't, I don't want to live in Thorn trilogy town. For I mean, this I don't movie. either, but I would rather that than this movie. Cause no, I this, understand this completely. cult is so fascinating. Like the idea of this cult sounds cool, but Stallone didn't bother. Like he was like, that's, it's not me punching something. So skip it. New scene. Yeah. Yep, because there's even a part later, I think it's a little bit later than what we're talking right now, the cult leader is frant- is always sharpening the knife, and there's like cl- close-up shots of him doing it, and then he cuts himself, and I wanted there to be a little bit of the knife is the is the holy whatever, holy symbol, or what it, whatever it is, pick a thing and do it. Yeah, or even like a, like a, like a Victor's Az moment from Batman to go back to Batman of like, he carves a, a tally mark into himself for everyone he kill. Like, yeah, I mean, something. that's Get fucking a gross way to do it, but anything. it's something. Yeah. 
So Cobra, we find out, hates cops, even though he is one. And everybody is in the one man's office, and everyone is screaming at each other. And they're all so glistening. Every upper lip is just dotted with sweat. Every it's brow real, is, is shiny. It's a real sweaty-looking place. Yeah. I, I Canon movies are sweatier than most, and I assume it's because whatever other movies do to try to keep actors comfortable, Canon doesn't pay for. No, absolutely not. <laughs> even if it is Stallone. Yeah. So he, wa- he, I guess, wants to help f- catch the Night Slasher, and they're like, of course you can't do that. And I was like, but right. like, why? Like, they were like, this requires police work, you're a murderer. Which, yes, but also, <laughs> the police work clearly isn't working, because this is the 15th victim. Like, right, and at what point do you say, like, alright, we tried our normal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Well, now we got to get the zombie squad. Because at some point you're like, the only way to catch a killer is with another killer. Marion Cobretti is your guy. But like, that's the point of the suicide squad is like, we've exhausted all other options. We're sending in these people who, if you die, who gives a shit? Right. And if you right. succeed, going back to jail. Like, what is a zombie squad? No, I'm with you. That's the perfect use for Mar- Marion Cobretti. I also love, so we go from this office really tense office scene to a walk and talk with Poppy and Cobra. And then immediately they take a step. They're like, I don't know, 25 feet from this chief's office and he's in a gun range and they both pop big cans on and start shooting a gun. And I'm like, they're 10 feet from where other people are working. Everyone in this building would be deaf. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a real movie cop, like cop station where it's just like everything the cops need is right here. It's honestly not even a movie cop thing. It's a last action hero cop thing where yes, it's like heightened absurdity that. cop things. Yes. Like, honestly, it's so silly. I expected there to be a cartoon cop walk through a la last action hero. There's <laughs> just a, a cartoon him. cat in a police I forgot about the cartoon through. cat. So the, they we smash cut to the cult finding another woman. And she doesn't, I guess she didn't lock her doors when she drives, which like, what are you doing, lady? Yeah. I, uh, my car does it automatically. And I think almost every, every, almost every car I've ever driven has done it automatically. So it's one of those things you see in old I don't think the Cabernet movies. Cruiser did. I thought the Cabernet Cruiser did lock automatically when you drove. Maybe not. That was a 2000. Was it 2000? The, the Contour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the year 2000 car. And that was the first car that we both drove respectively. So I... I we bought it in like oh five, give or take. It was it was it was newer than you'd think, but had been driven <laughs> very looked, hard. It did not look because you said two thousand. Yes. I was like, my brain was like, it's like a ninety six car. Like it's 90, yeah, it's it, the it, late nineties. It was it had a style of a nineteen ninety seven Chevy Caprice, but was a <laughs> car manufactured in the year well model year two thousand. But by the time we got it in two thousand five, I think it already had like 100k on it it was did it have the crank windows am i no it had power windows it had power windows yeah i remember yeah i just i don't have i wish i could remember more of that car but oh i i have fond memories of the cabernet i have some i don't but i have memories like in the i don't have memories of like specifics about it but like i remember like driving to rehearsals oh oh here's i once i i I once was very late for something driving into Philadelphia. And so I was on the turnpike and I got it up to a hundred and it, the thing was, it was rattling so hard. The uh, glove compartment popped open. I'm surprised and then you didn't I go back down. in time. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a hundred, maybe it was 90, but I was going extremely fast. Is that when you got pulled was, over? 
No, no. The time I got pulled over, I was doing 84 and a 55. I remember that specifically because the cop said to me, if you were going one mile an hour faster, I would have had to take your license. Like <laughs> on the spot, I would have had oh, to take your license. Wow. I don't drive that fast normally. No, but so I remember, I remember, so I have a habit. Uh, I've, I just, I got into it where like, as soon as I open my door to get out of the car, I hit the lock button right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause that the Cabernet Cruiser did not have power lock, like the power lock. So you had to unlock with your key yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. The Cabernet Cruiser, by the way, was a 2000 Ford Contour. That's color was officially Cabernet something other. It was a purple car, but I was a little in my head about driving a purple car. So I came up with a fun name. For I thought it to dad sort of came it. up with a Cabernet Cruiser. Oh, maybe he did. Maybe it I'm seems like a dad. From dad. Yeah, that's fair. I don't want to take it away from him if it was his. I just remember being a little bit weird about driving a purple car. Now I wouldn't care, but in 2000, yeah. I was a little, or 2005, I was a little in my head about it. I went uh, red, purple. I went purple, red, purple, red of cars. Oh, okay. Uh, so but I, I have the, ha- I opened the door, I hit the lock button right away, and I shut the door. And I had a, f- so I, we were, we drove to Wawa and came back to sc- high school. And I was like getting out of my car. My friend was in the back seat. I opened the door, hit the lock button, slammed it shut. And I realize his hand is in the oh, no. in the oh, middle part, the metal middle oh, part between the front and the back seat, the the frame yep. of the car. So okay. I can see his fingertips on the oh, God. on my window side, and his oh, the God. rest of his hand is oh, on God. his side. And oh, I was God. like, <laughs> I like. Were they screaming? He it was it was the opposite. You know when people you either like full panic or you're just like fully in the zone. He was fully in the zone. <laughs> So I'm like panic. I was like, oh my God. And he is very, it goes, Andrew, please open your door. And I, and I was like, I was so was the back door open? Yes. Both, okay, we so, both opened it so at the same his, time. He so, put so his hand to get out of the car and I on slammed the, on my the locked connector. door onto the, his hand. And so I'm like, I fully, it's like a horror movie when someone tries to, like, can't open, they're like, uh, 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 uh. I, like, trying to get my key in to unlock the door to open it. Uh, You're, like, dropping the keys. <laughs> yes, it was very stuff. that. So, I, like, after it, like, felt like seven minutes, it was probably, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally threw it open. He's not bleeding at all. Which, that's good. Good to know that that's a thing. But it yeah. just has this, like... All down his knuckles is just this like white stripe. Oh man, that sucks. That he was sucks his really hand bad. was fine. He could move it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're lucky you didn't break a bunch of his fingers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because that's what I was. I thought this was leading to. And then no, my friend there's was no, in the there's, cast there, for a while. It, it had a happy ending of him just very calmly. Please open your door. <laughs> uh, well, Brigitte Nielsen drives by the bad guys doing things to a different car, not the Cabernet Cruiser. No. And she makes eye contact with the bad guys, and they are very quickly, oh, get the license plate, which seems more together than this cult I would have given credit to. Given yes credit and for. no. Especially when we learn in 10 seconds that one of the, the, the main cult lady is a cop, a dirty cop. Um, so it makes sense that they would know that that's something that they have in their wheelhouse. But it's just super weird because that they they murder this woman and they're like staging her on a park bench. Yeah. Like a Halloween prop. Which is more to the I want to know what the deal with the cult is business that we talked about already. Because we don't see any aftermath. Like we don't see. Right. The only right, one right, we've right. seen is this 
is this um, supermarket shootout, which doesn't jive with everything else they've done. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, but Brigitte Nielsen just like openly stares like a fish at this very conspicuous man. I will say the leader of the cult, the, the Night Slasher, is probably the most conspicuous man I've ever seen on film. And yeah, he's got a real murderer look about him. He looks like Lurch. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And like, no offense, but if you're trying to be subtle and like sneaky, maybe don't get someone very easily identifiable. Yeah, well, he is the leader, so I, don't, I think he started it. I don't think it's like a, they recruited him to be the leader. I think he was the no, leader. Yeah, but like, maybe don't go on the missions yourself. Oh, yeah, all right, that's fair. Maybe don't be the one who goes to, goes into the hospital to kill Brigitte Nielsen later. Like, let's right, get right. someone subtle. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, they have a Batman on the roof of the police station meeting with Cobra. <laughs> Yes. Which it's exactly that setup as if they put up the Cobra symbol in the night sky and he shows up like, who am I supposed to kill? And they there they go, All right, you know what to do. Whatever you have to do, Cobretti. Get get your contacts and rough them up if you need to. And okay. then he says, What do I do if I find him? And he is they're like, What you do best? And I was like, Okay, but like <laughs> so what is his job description? <laughs> you, they basically have a Batman, and it's Cobretti, and he's just allowed to kill but people. It's, but it's not Batman, because it's like, I know all the criminals, and like, who to shake... T- like, I can't remember, I don't know what movie... I think Batman it. would know all the criminals and could shake them down, too. Because Batman very easily is able to take these people down, but he won't kill them, so he just keeps shuffling them back into jail on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, I honestly have a theory about Batman that his no kill policy is the sort of catch and release thing is really just to keep himself in business. Oh, yeah. He's he's just a a sad kid with daddy issues. Right. But if he does, if he if he ended the crime problem in Gotham, he wouldn't be needed anymore. And that's a fate worse than death. Yeah, true. It's like the whole so Joker I think, thing. Joker. Uh, it is, yeah. I need you. It's, you know, yin and yang. But Cobretti, he just kills everybody. Of course. Which, like, frankly, Batman should probably do sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Batman should have snapped the Joker's neck on multiple occasions. Yeah, w- I, there would be a lot less crime in Gotham. Like, people would be yeah. more scared of Batman. Because the idea that, like, people are scared of Batman because he's a dark figure in the night, I'm like, there's literally a man whose half of his face is just burnt off. Yes. And then there's a man with a freeze ray, and then a two-foot-tall man who's apparently a criminal. Like, there's so much more to be afraid of in Gotham than Batman. Right. Right, Which, like, agreed. imagine on TV, he just snaps Joker's neck. Boom. No more crime. No one's yeah. going to crime ever again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, This is the one time and one time only I'm in favor of putting a person on a pike in the modern society, which is Batman and the Joker. And, and that's only it. that. It, they, they, the only person whose neck should be snapped on television and held up as an example is a person who has fallen into a vat, turned themselves permanently white, <laughs> and is poisoned in Gotham through various means. Yeah, literally every version of the... I didn't see the movie The Joker because I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to watch Joaquin Phoenix, whatever. Every version of The Joker, whether it's the Arkham games or uh, uh, the Christopher Nolan universe, it's always, I want to murder everybody. So, right. like... Why do we keep giving second chances? Right. I agree. The Joker. Someone the Joker at Arkham killed. would have killed, would have poisoned the Joker. Somebody should do it. If Batman won't do it, they should get somebody who will. Gunman. It should be Gunman. AKA. A- AKA Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gundon. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
Cobra and there's a the weird thing about this movie is they cut it to the bone because of both MPAA restriction and trying to get it down to this short runtime. So they leave they cut almost all the plot out, but they leave these inexplicably long sequences in that make no sense. This is the first one that really drove me bananas. It's a full three and a half minute song. Oh no, 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 I'm not talking about the montage. Just before the montage. Poppy and Cobra go back and forth about Poppy's diet, and he's like, "You yeah. should eat some fish. It's good for you. Fish, rice, vegetables." And it's like, I this run. There's a running thread through the movie of Poppy is eating junk food, and it pisses off Cobra. And I just, first of all, the only thing I've seen Cobra eat in this movie is a single piece of frozen pizza. So Not I have even. no idea. Yeah, that's true. A part of a piece of frozen pizza. But it's not like he's like the rock with his 600 pounds of cod that he slams down every year. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, And also, there's no explanation of why Monty hates Stallone. No, it doesn't make any sense. And honestly, all you need is a simple line of like, we're the guys who have to play by the rules and, you know, do the paperwork. You're the asshole who gets to showboat in, shoot people and walk away without any paper. Like... That's it. Yeah. Tango and Cash does that, and that movie is dumb as a bag of hammers. It is. Oh, and then we also, like I said, learned that the lady of the um, of the cult is a police officer. Right. So this is the montage, Angel of the City, that has a lyric, Trying to get blood from a stone. It's very Ninja Turtles. That's it what it is. is. Both of these songs are extreme Ninja Turtles energy, like Ninja Turtles songs that they play in the the video uh, that came out in 1990 that I can't coming out of the the shell shell. tour. Yes, starring Cherry Renee Scott, Broadway star. That is the energy of these songs. It's very that. It is so. It's a. It's so stupid. It's three and a half minutes of. uh, I almost said tango, of uh, Cobra shaking down people for information. Brigitte Nielsen. Getting her photo, fo- getting in a photo shoot. In we watch Wings. a full multi-outfit change photo shoot for Brigitte Nielsen, and also the murderers doing their axe clangs and sharpening yes. their knife. Like, what are we doing? It also has a ton, which you don't often see in montages, but it's clearly dialogue sequences. There's close-ups of Stallone talking, like his oh, yeah. mouth is moving, and I'm like, why is this in the montage? I can't hear him. You're not using the audio. What are we doing? Um, so this ends with Brigitte Nielsen and the photographer walking out of it's not, is, is it the photographer? Shoot. I thought it was her manager. Yeah. I thought it was the photographer. Maybe it's the manager. But the manager gets killed. Brigitte sort of runs away. Well, he's gross first. He's like, yeah. hey, maybe we should have dinner. You need me. I can get you better work. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, yeah, no. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So the manager gets killed. Then this other guy pops out who has a bottle of champagne wrapped up in, in uh, wrapping paper and he gets startled. And there's a there's a very tight close up of this champagne bottle. Hitting you the mean floor. of Martha, Martha Wayne's pearls? Yes. Yes, it is Martha Wayne's pearls. Absolutely. Which, I guess this is a secret Batman movie. It's a secret Batman, which also sorry to go back to that. Uh, if they were truly expensive pearls, they would not have scattered like that. Yeah, that's true. They Be- would have been secured and they're not, not just not loose it. on us they're not like popcorn garland yeah that you make well, for no, like, so tree. if if you if you don't not in between p- true pearls they scratch each other and they lose their luster so you have to do uh, that so if it's if a good strand of pearl breaks it just open it just it falls yeah. it doesn't like scatter yeah, yeah, yeah. like beads 
Maybe that um, was her going out, her costume Yeah, pearls. her <laughs> costume pearls. But also, so I noticed that we don't actually see the manager die. So I thought maybe That's he was true. in on the cult. Oh, that would have been a cool twist on it. That he 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 was, oh, I know who that is. I, I'll track her down. The other part of this that's kind of wild is she's like frantically smashing the elevator buttons and trying to pry the doors apart with her fingers. And then it opens and Desperate. reveals the security guard. Oh, yeah. No, it's I the desperation. I'm not making fun of. But this door opens. The security guard's there. He immediately whips his pistol out and just starts blamming away. And Brigitte, instead of getting in the elevator and hitting the down button no, and he hiding. pushes her so he comes out with her bag and he she's like, they're going to kill me. And rather than grabbing her and going into the elevator, he shoves her to the side and pulls out his gun. And I was like, no, no, I would have crawled into that elevator, you know, you know, cut, to curl yourself into a ball and hide under the buttons and just like tap, just oh, slap hit, any I'm button. hitting a button, getting in between floors and pulling the thing. I don't. I'm just getting in that elevator. It doesn't matter where I'm going. Up, down, sideways, Wonkavator me. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> and they uh, crush him. Yes. So she's in the hospital, and it's Stallone and Poppy, and they're basically interrogating her. This isn't like a friendly questioning as you would expect it to be. This is much more in the tone of like, so why are they after you? Were you wearing like, something sexy it, it or something? Feels, it feels like she's a street urchin. Who yeah, 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 yeah. Or like a cat bird, like something. Right. Also, she is a model in the 80s and claims to have never been around drugs. I call yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that's a lie. That is a big old lie. So here we learn that the secret cop is there, and she, the secret cop tells the big bad about what the situation is, and he cuts himself. So that's where I thought this knife was going to lead to some sort of occult rituals or whatever. I wish. No, nothing. We cut back to the hotel room and the police officer holds up a sketch. The sketch artist does. And it is the worst drawing it's, I've ever seen. It looks seen. like a caricature artist. It looks like a bad caricature. It looks like if <laughs> I tried to draw a person and do like a good job, you know, it's got a lot of shading and stuff. Yeah. It's her like you can tell it's the guy, right? You can tell well, it's he looks it's like a Halloween. Ma- Actually, you know what he looks like? He looks like uh, I think his name is Grandpa in Doctor Sleep. Did you see Doctor okay. Sleep? No, I haven't. Uh he looks oh, uh the bad the 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 specter in Gerald's game that turns out to be real. Ah, yeah, okay. He looks I like that, that actor. Yeah, but this this is the second one of those things. Again, this runner with the food with Poppy. But why is this in the movie? It's Stallone. I, you cut fifty minutes, and this is something that you thought needed to stay. Stallone goes, "Oh, you hungry? There's like all this food here, and it's Brigitte Nielsen's dinner that she didn't finish." And Stallone's like, "Because oh, you she want just this? got." attempted murdered yeah yeah she's a little broken up and he's like you want this it looks like cheese which i guess is like a bowl of cottage cheese and some fruit and poppy's like no i'll i'll take the cake there give me that cake he's like you can't be eating all these sweets and i'm just screaming at the television going why are you making me watch this dialogue yeah like (laughs) give me give me one line of dialogue about how poppy is diabetic or something then maybe I'll, i'll forgive these as like you're trying to build character but with no actual motivation, it doesn't make any sense. It's only to build to that moment at the end of the movie where he asks for gummy bears to make it cute. But you don't need to do this two times to get there. And secondly, if we're trying to cut to the bone, leave this out and leave in any explanation of these bad guys. <laughs> any yeah. explanation. So they um, 
did I miss that Sly is like, I'm going to take this, you know, child sketch home and run it against fingerprints I have. And I was like, how? Whose fingerprints I, are you checking against? Yeah, it seems like he has a home computer set up that is really elaborate, which doesn't make any sense for 1986. But no, literally in any universe, the idea that because there's no dialogue about like, we got a fingerprint off the dead body. Right. right. So like he's he's holding he's got his home computer holding up his like Mr. Potato Head sketch, looking at at pick at like close up scans, like eight and a half by 11 blown up scans of fingerprints and i was like whose fingerprints are these i think the second monitor has faces on it as if he was paging through the things to get both but it's not very well set up and it's 1986 so they're filming the monitor and it just has that running line down it repeatedly Uh the killer meanwhile dyes his hair and i don't know if you caught this but as stallone comes home to do this looking up uh, the fingerprint stuff, a woman rolls by on either rollerblades or roller skates, but she's holding the sail part of a, of a, uh, oh man, a surfboard with a sail stuck in it. What's that called? Oh, a kite surfing, not kite surfing. Cause that's up in the air, but you know what I mean? It's wind like, a, it's a wind surfing. Yes. This woman is on rollerblades or roller skates, holding the wind surfing, like wind oh, I thought she was part. holding a flag. No, she's got the wind. And I was like, Oh man, that would be terrifying if you had more than uh, like three mile an hour, four mile an hour wind. You would be going so fast. <laughs> You're right. She's like wind surfing on the on the street, basically. Uh, but the killer sneaks into the hospital, and they do some business where they call Poppy out of the hospital and to to back to his desk at the police station. <laughs> There's also a bit with this nurse that's really extended, where she's berating the killer for using the people hospital with a mop and bucket and she keeps telling him to take the stairs and i'm like lady he has a bucket there's a service elevator right she says service elevator first but then she keeps the the line is repeated at least twice where she's bringing him going take the stairs next time it's not sanitary which good the hospital should have sanitation standards lady he's got this big mop bucket what are you doing so it's a coordinated attack where they call Poppy away and then Poppy calls Stallone from his desk at the police station and he's like what do you want me to get and that's when they attack. But they don't attack Poppy for some reason. Well, because he's at the police station. That would be okay, a real right. big attack. So the Stallone part is mostly punches, a few punches, but then mostly just bullets. He just blows all these guys away on his rooftop. We get there a is a person fall. Really good dummy. Really and good. It, I don't think it's a dummy because it moves. Uh, oh, I, I thought it had the stiff arms and legs of a dummy, but maybe it was a person. I fall. thought I saw the like waving arms of like a person falling. Okay. Meanwhile, the killer has a bloody mop in bed next to an old woman who I think is dead. And then there's another empty bed, which I thought was Brigitte Nelson's bed, but it's it's not. And then he stabs a nurse. There, I mean, I will say the tension was good in that sequence. Agreed. Agreed. It was confusing, but it was tense. And this leads to Brigitte on the run. Cool. So she isn't. I, so she she wasn't even hiding. She just happened to be in the bathroom. I think. Because oh yeah, that makes sense. Her, she just yeah, and he stabs her empty bed, and then she comes out of the bathroom like whoa, and then <laughs> shuts and locks the door, and she knocks. And so he down does. A, here's Johnny with with the, with knife, the knife through the door. 
but she knocks down the shower curtain and the rod and i was like oh now she has a giant metal pole that yeah i was like what i would do is i would unlock the door and like hold it there so that when he oh when he goes to charge in you jab forward and you just sure get yeah yeah you got like a six foot barrier at that point yeah um so she runs away and hits the fire alarm and apparently the escalators still work on the fire alarm that's probably normal i don't think those things would be in sync i would well i could know elevators stop working no, not when you pull a fire alarm. They just tell you not to use the elevator. I thought el- most times elevators go to the next, the nearest floor and open. So that might be true in like a more modern building, but I don't think that's a standard elevator oh, sequence. Okay. Um, so he, I will like, say, I, I will say, it is unusual for a character in Brigitte Nielsen's position in a movie like this to be as smart as she is. That's true. She she thinks on her feet really well. She gets out of these situations. She she defends herself a little bit, or she manages to get away. She does smart things. It's good. Which again, for a character saying, who has twenty five lines of dialogue, yeah, if that. And it also makes this just really feel like a slasher movie. She's got a real Laurie Strode business about. You know her. what? You're not wrong. So <laughs> the cops are all meeting so that the so that Stallone can be like, we should take Brigitte Nielsen out of the city. And they're like, no, 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 this this cop precinct is the safest place. And he's like, you got crooked cops. And they're like, what evidence do you have? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> just gestures everywhere. <laughs> I mean, someone called Mickey called Mickey called Poppy away from the hospital. Right. I didn't do that. That's highly suspicious. That's got to count for circumstantial evidence. Sure. So they tell me he has an attitude problem. And he's like, it's only a little one. And. They leave to go on this away mission, but that just leads to a really pretty dope car chase. Uh, Poppy gets hit. Well, so they, this is what's really confusing. The crooked cop is assigned to the Brigitte Nielsen move. Right. She gets herself assigned there as the and only woman who seems to work in this precinct. Yeah. Well, so did you know who that woman was? Uh, the actress? No. She was supposed to be Elaine, quote unquote, Elaine in Seinfeld. Oh, really? She's in the pilot. She's the nurse at the diner. Decaf left, regular right. Oh, okay. And she was supposed to be the fourth person. And they were like, I think the producers were like, this would be weird that like all of these people were hanging, like the, the right, social disparity right. seems weird. So they yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaine Bennis. Interesting. The, the, the part I like most about the character in this movie is that her name is Nancy Stalk. And that's just some Stallone level writing right there. Yeah, that's George <laughs> Lucas level blue equals good red equals bad yeah 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 um but so stallone's driving the, with the car chase is especially fun because there's no fatalities of pedestrians in it which i was You're expecting. Right. it's just chaos and things breaking but like a hot dog cart getting toppled is fine a bunch of people getting mowed down is a lot less fun yeah but so the the bad guys are clearly stationed along the route to the safe it, house. this is this is one of two sequences in this movie that is just straight a video game sequence Oh, I thought it was universe 90s universal. Okay, also that. Feels like that too. Um, so they they like Stallone's in front and there's an they drive past an alley and the bad guys zoom out of the alley and crash into Poppy and the corrupt cop and then just drive away and I was like, "Well, this doesn't get brought up ever again." That Poppy's like, "That's really weird." And like, "How do they know where to be? They hit my yeah. car." hello i (laughs) i do think that it's in a better version of the movie 
a reason why you think that lady cop isn't the bad person because why would they have hit her? But this is Cobra, so they don't do that. Yeah. Also, his car, uh, Cobra's car, has attraction seatbelts. Yes, because they were using the stunt vehicle and they just didn't hide it. But he has no, he, like, his car has nitrous in it. Like his yes. car is souped up for no yeah, reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I got a cool car. My Vin Diesel and my Sylvester Stallone are basically functionally identical, uh, but it's perfect for this movie because this character has a little Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious in him. Yeah, you're right. My favorite sequence of the car chase is the e-brake 180, shoot the bad guy's truck, it blows up, e-brake 180, and drive away again. That Yeah, I did like that. But we missed the moment right before this where Monty, the like nerdy glasses guy, is like yelling at stallone as they're going to the car and stallone asks some very legitimate questions of like hey how did all this corruption happen how do they know about this like how is this possible and he goes yeah that's your job you figure it out and i was like well hang on hold the phone <laughs> wait a minute You're a i cop. think it's i think it's our job given that we're our. both police and you outrank me you hate me the other good stuff in the car chase, there's the bit in the parking garage that leads to the bad guys going out on the first floor and Stallone <laughs> leaping out on the second floor. The gate. Yes. For a guy who would be meticulous about his vehicle, I would think he doesn't do any of that here. No. And then it ends with Stallone's car gets launched sideways through a boat. And I don't know if you caught it, but one of the wheels is Pops like off. off and dangling. Yeah. Well, also, there's this really great moment straight out of Mario Kart. Where they're going over this like this like hilly bridge, yeah. And I yeah, don't yeah. know why the bridge is so hilly. Like it's up and down, up and down, up uh-huh. and down, and I don't know why. Like that seems not practical for a bridge. You think you would just cut yourself a pathway to straighten that out a bit, flatten that out a bit? Yeah. So we have a big fight uh, in the uh, chief's office, and they decide, oh, we're gonna flee the city. So this leads to some more sick beats of a song as we but, montage like, our way. At out. this point, how are the cops not like? Okay, clearly there's a mole. Yeah, yeah. They at this point the narrative should include some way of sniffing out the mole, some some sort of fakery. Of, yes, we're gonna send a second squadron up ahead to your rendezvous point so that they're there. And did you catch they're in the truck, Brigitte Nielsen and and Stallone? Did you catch that she's just wearing his outfit from Rocky Four? It's a big jacket with a fur collar and a newsboy cap. It is just the color of the jacket oh, is different, right. but it is the same outfit. Totally right. Uh, the evil cop, the evil cop lady, I thought looked like Wendy McClendon Covey in like effects makeup. Like, yeah, it, it looks like they're that. like we're gonna put you in some jowls and. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She also kind of looks like former WWF women's wrestler from the eighties, nineties, Luna Vachon, who you might remember from the video game. She was a very scary lady. It's possible if I if I if I plug the WWE the WWE game in my N sixty four would she be there? No 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 this is before that this is like the arcade cabinet at the beach she might have been on the outside of it. Oh I don't know. This is the moment where we learn his name is Marion because that's what we needed in this movie. And there's and 20- also it's sort of wink wink nudge nudge because that's John Wayne's first name. Okay I can see it. She's kind of she's kind of like that. Yeah. There's 27 minutes in this movie and now they're falling in love because yeah, just like why at this point throw this in the trash. I don't there if unless 30 of the 50 minutes you cut were extended sequences with these two spending time together, you can throw this in the garbage. They 
and I'm not even saying this from my normal perspective of like people can be friends just like this movie doesn't need it it doesn't add anything that they're falling in love yeah so they stop at this gas station that inexplicably has a flea market stand at it and the salon is like playing with a phillies bobblehead which i couldn't tell if it was like a cute wink wink nudge nudge to rocky or not was it phillies yeah yeah oh i missed that gig had this exact bobblehead oh really yeah But so Stallone has this long sequence of looking over this stuff. Meanwhile, Poppy has raided the gas station for snacks. I assume he paid for them. I said raided. And he gives some to Brigitte Nilsson. And there's great off-camera dialogue as Stallone is looking through these tchotchkes. And and Poppy goes, hey, a fellow garbage belly. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that. I like that. I thought that was really good. So they uh, they go to a diner rest stop. And I... It's now been nine months since I've been inside a bar, give or take. I think I would pay like $100 to drink a beer at this bar. <laughs> I think I, I would, would shell out 100 bucks for a poorly poured draft beer at this bar. See, I, I'm in that similar boat, but for a diner. Like, I want to go to this diner and eat oh, like, yeah. a shitty burger. <laughs> yeah, speaking of shitty burgers, there's a giant statue of a burger on the bar and stallone picks it up and tries to do a bit with it and it's this, just do you bad. think this is improv because yes it uh, feels improv on the spot because otherwise the scenario which is funnier frankly the scenario is stallone wrote into the screenplay that there needed to be a jumbo sized burger statue so that he could execute this bit which don't get me wrong i love the fantasy of stallone crafting that into the script but it just seems like that's an on the day yeah uh he so again if we're to believe that cobra is like a badass and brilliant he watches the lady cop make a phone call notes that it's suspicious then watches her make another phone call in five minutes yes calls her out on this is weird and does nothing no, not a thing. Like what he should have done is left a note for Poppy and just been like, hey, Brigitte Nielsen, we're leaving now. Like, it's, yeah, it's just you and me. We're going to get the hell out of here because something's not right. Or you wait a couple hours so she hopefully falls asleep and then you get the hell out of there. He scoops her up like a kid in a car. No, no, no. You wait for the bad guy to fall asleep. Oh. Not, not Brigitte Nielsen. <laughs> like, why does Brigitte Nielsen need to be asleep for this? No, it's like, hey, we're going to we're going to roll out at 2 a.m. Hopefully the bad lady cop will be asleep. Uh, also, just in the vein of everything in this movie is still Sylvester Stallone looks cool. He Fonzie's the jukebox. Yeah, that was weird. Well, again, it's just like everything I can do to make me look cool. I will do. Yeah. And so as as corrupt lady cop is on the phone we see the motorcycle gang again going back to batman turns into the motorcycle gang from batman and robin yes where they're all like clang 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 and then they get on the motorcycles (laughs) and we get i want to say three minutes uh establishing shots of the motel they're in establishing shots of uh fields of grain establishing shots of people driving their motorcycle with really what are we doing (laughs) what are we hoping to accomplish how could you make a 130 minute movie that could then be cut down this month much and is inexplicable after being cut down because it truly is inexplicable there's just it's this feels like when you have the opposite problem of oh we got to pad the runtime to get to 80 minutes exactly 
I also, I just really quick, love the sequence where Brigitte Nielsen is ostensibly trying to sleep. I guess she's sharing a room with Stallone and he's cleaning and fixing this huge machine gun type gun. And it's in the movie presented like click, clack, snap, click, clack, snap, click, clack, as he does this stuff. And then he turns to her as she's awake and he's like, oh, you couldn't sleep? Yeah, no wonder she couldn't sleep, bud. You're making all of the noise. And then... But the other crazy thing is because was this movie this was rated R, right? Oh yeah, hard R. Then why didn't they bone? Like, there's no way yeah. they didn't film them boning. Yeah, I that that is if you're also gonna make me sit through. If you're gonna add this f- ten minutes to this movie of we're falling in love and she seduces him, quote unquote unquote, and they kiss for three seconds and then it's morning. Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. But it is morning, and we wake up, and Stallone goes to to rally the troops, and Officer Stock is gone, so he's very concerned about that. And of course, the bad guys arrive, and she is waiting at the road to like give instructions, it, it, and she's this, pointing. This is a '90s Universal attraction where yes, your yes. tour guide, they're like, "Where's, where's the tour guide?" and is spotlight hit a spotlight <laughs> of him. She's like in the corner. She's, She's giving hand signals. Slice the pie. Go left. Go right. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, Sloane's not wearing a bulletproof vest. He's just wearing like a Henley. Yeah. Well, he's, he's like, too why? cool for a bulletproof. If bulletproof vest makes you look bulky. Isn't that? Wouldn't he want that? Isn't doesn't he want to look muscular? No, bulky face? in the fat way, not bulky in the muscular oh. way. Yeah. There's a firefight, which of course Stallone wins. It is less cool than the one in Near Dark, which is almost the same circumstances. Tiny motels. They oh yes, 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 yes. Car yes. into it and stuff. Yeah, someone drives a motorcycle into the uh, into the condo. Whatever. Yeah, this is also crying out for a lethal weapon. Get in the bathtub sequence because he tells Regine Nielsen to hide behind these paper thin motel walls that are just getting riddled with bullet holes. And well, all so I could Brigitte, think of was lay down. Well, she is kind of crouching at first, but then it's like get her in the bathtub. But like, oh, like, but like, if you lay down, you're flat against the. You are like, you're, be as small as possible, Brigitte Nielsen. Don't squat. Lay flat. Right. Right. Also, she is a great getaway driver. Somehow, she she is driving the car very well here. This is the other sequence that I thought was straight out of a video game. The I'll drive. You take. You hold them off. And Stallone's in the bed of the truck, pickup truck, shooting backwards. Uh, that is video game is very good. I was picturing again Universal attraction. Oh yeah, very, for sure. Very much in the vein of that. Uh, what was that shitty one we did? Fast and the Furious. Uh, Fast and the Furious behind the paywall. Don't say that in public. They gave us a lot of nice stuff. They did. <laughs> That's okay. They're allowed to have bad rides. Well, it was, well, yeah, they, they weren't. Pay- they weren't. They didn't they- give us nice stuff to review Fast and the Furious. <laughs> That's true. We didn't get. We didn't. We didn't hide our opinion about Fast and the Furious. But they did give us a lot of nice things. So, and I, I enjoyed writing that ride in the same way I enjoyed talking about these movies with you because it was. Yeah, a I'm hoot. glad. I, I'm glad I wrote it. Also, we left out the part where they set Poppy's room on fire and Poppy got shot. And then just before he got in the truck to get away, Stallone pulled out a grenade, which we didn't know he had, and he chucked oh, yeah. it and blew up a bone motorcycler. You know. Uh, so he's standing up in the back of the truck bed, which like you could be on your knees. That's probably safer. Yeah. And looks just as cool. It does. He gets, they crash into something. The, the truck does a 180 and he gets launched out of the bed of the truck and rolls and pops back up. Yeah. You know, because he's impervious. He's a superhero. And so he goes, he goes, Hey, go to the foundry. (laughs) 
And I was like, you're in a grapefruit orchard. There's a yeah. foundry in a grapefruit <laughs> orchard? Yeah. I, if The one that would make more sense is it's a winery and you tell her to go to the, the place where they process the wine. You know, yeah, at least that, that makes sense. Yeah. But instead, we we uh, she flees. She's banging on the window for help. The guy in there turns around. He's wearing a cop-ish uniform. I, I don't think, think he's, he's actually a cop. To be a security guard. That makes sense. But the officer stalk comes in and she shoots wildly. She kills him. Brigitte runs away again. And now we have the big final showdown level of this video game in the fire factory. Brigitte's hair has to be a fire hazard, right? Oh, there's got to be three, four bottles of, of uh, hairspray in there. Aquanet. Oh, yeah. So this is another moment where Sly is like hiding. We see Sly and then there's like a, a, a little alleyway of whatever. greats. Yeah. that a bad guy's walking down and Sly turns around and turns this valve. And I was like, oh, steam. What? No, it turns a fire on. Yeah. I was like, how did he know that did that? This honestly, this last sequence feels like Stallone watched Commando and said to himself, well, Arnold got to kill all those guys really cool, so I want to kill guys really cool. That seems right. At, at one point, it looks like he's out of bullets, so he sets some guys on fire instead. And then later, he has bullets again. He he does this really elaborate thing where he turns on the laser sight of his gun to attract a guy to come look at this one place, and then he stabs him when he gets there. It's yeah, it's a lot of a lot of nonsense. And that leads to what we talked about earlier with the, you have the right to remain silent. And then he sets a guy on fire because he found out some way to dump gasoline on him. It's just no, like, so he's really, he's on a catwalk and the guy hits him or like shoots up and the barrel of gasoline falls over onto him and he's blind. Ah, okay. Okay. And so he lights him on fire. I missed that. The guy caused it to himself. I must've been taking a note, but still. Yeah. So Brigitte Nielsen is climbing up a, like a ladder and officer stalk is trying to shoot her. And Stallone takes her down. And then when the Night Slasher grabs her, uh, she puts her like hand on his face and like pushes him away. And I was like, no, you have claws. You have nails. Yeah. Get him in the eyes. <laughs> scoop him out like a melon baller. Throw a punch. Kick him in the nuts. Anything. Well, she can't do that. He's on the top of the ladder. Reaching punch down. him up in the nuts. She. Can, I'm just saying, go for the eyes. Th- thumb in the mouth. Do Do a Vulcan. Your fingers yeah. in the eyes, thumb any like, of just these grab and scratch. Any of these are are better than what she does, which is scream helplessly. And then we get the biggest fuck you to the audience, which is the night slasher has a, a knife, and Stallone has a gun, and they're like standing off on this like really cool looking set of like a foundry yeah. with fire and whatever. And the night slasher monologues for I want to say two minutes. It's at least two minutes. About how you can't, you won't kill me, pig, cop. You won't kill me because there's due process and there's the law and you know that's true and I can get away with it and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, we have spent the last hour and 15 minutes of this movie knowing that that doesn't matter to Stallone. Like, that's not Cobra. Right. So what the fuck are we doing? Right. Because this doesn't serve anybody. Did uh, did um did we watch another movie that had this or am I remembering the first time I watched this movie several years ago? I, I think I mean, I don't know that we watched a movie like this. OK, I feel like this speech felt really familiar to me. 
I mean, it could be that you just remember it from the last time you watched it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, I watched this movie, I want to say two-ish years ago, maybe two plus, like somewhere somewhere in 2018. Yeah. But it's just like, why do we get a monologue about how the cops won't kill the Night Slasher when we know that Sly is a killer? Right. It makes no sense. And Stallone's immediate response is, I don't care about that. Like, it, Which, so, just shoot him while he's talking. <laughs> yes, that that's the part that really got me is the, the the logical end piece of this movie is not Stallone in hand to hand combat with this guy, but Stallone just plugging him and being like, I don't care about that. And then like pushing him into the lava pit that's in this. Yeah, country. it should have been it should have been like uh, shots to the knees to like take him down and he's bleeding. out, yeah. And he's like, I'm not a cop. I'm in the zombie squad. Push. Something. Yeah, yeah. I am the law. Yeah, there you go. Which I'm pretty sure is a line from Judge Dredd. (laughs) This is where we think that uh, Officer Stalk is dead, but by God, that's Officer Stalk's music. And she She jumps alone from behind because he he sat and listened to the monologue. And yeah, exactly. And then she gets shot and killed instantly by the Night Slasher. And then there's a really long, I'm going to stab you and the knife is coming closer and it's a strength test and we're pushing on each other sequence of Stallone. It's so dumb. And they separate. It's really dumb. I like that he was trying to put those pointy hand guard bits into Stallone's eyes. I thought that was cool, but I knew mm-hmm. it wasn't going to happen. No. And then they separate. Also, they. I don't think you can be as close as they are to molten metal and be okay. I mean, you're certainly burnt, but I thought this was leading to... So Stallone backs away from him, and then you kind of see the hook on the periphery, and I'm like, oh, the hook's Stallone. been coming around. Yeah. It's, it's a checkoff like, hook we didn't know was a thing. Right. But I was like, oh, man, Stallone is going to knock this guy into the pit. That's going to be really cool looking. And they don't do it. It was such blue balls for this pit. Instead, they pick. he picks him up and like impales him on the hook. He does then, a full-on Texas Chainsaw Massacre to this man. Yes. It is literally something that Leatherface does in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the then good guy hero a, of this movie. A slow, agonizing death. Of, so it's a cha- so this it's a giant hook in the foundry that's designed to, like, you hook a big piece of metal onto it, and it goes through this, like, flaming chamber to get some... It's essentially know, a... Galvanized? It's, a, it's, it's, it's like a toaster. But fire yes. on both sides. It's a fire on both sides. He hooks a person onto it, and he has to watch himself go into this chamber. Like, Jesus Christ. If I'm the Night Stalker here, I'm slitting my own throat. BT yeah, I'm like, we're, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the end for me, because I'm not getting cooked. Thank you very much. No. Uh, We got the gummy bears line. Yeah, Poppy wants gummy bears. Still don't know what a zombie squad is. Uh, Nope. But the bosses love Cobra now. They're like, you don't need to be in the zombie squad, Cobra. Babe Ruth always kind of liked him. That's true. And so he's like, hey, if there's anything we can ever do for you, let us know. And he's like, I would love to have my car replaced. And he goes, we don't have the budget for that. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, wait a minute. What happened? Why have the line of dialogue? Right, right, right. It's very stupid. Uh, And and then the snivelly guy. Yeah, he gets punched. Which has no repercussions. Like, no one even cares. No one is bothered. No one does a second look at anything. No one cheers. No, yeah. Yeah, that's what I expected. Everyone hates this guy and loves Cobra would be my expectation. Yeah. So uh, we roll credits at an hour 23 out of hour 27. 
Yes. And the opening, I didn't write down, but the opening of the movie before we get to Cobra's little voiceover is at least 90 seconds, if not two minutes. I think we're really pushing the boundary of 80 minutes on this bad boy. Yeah, it is. I think it's it's got to be an hour. I think it's an hour 10 if you take out montages and padding. Yeah, I mean, you could easily get it there, but I think movie movie is right around 80. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I... I think I speak for both of us when I say this is not really a recommend. No, it's not like offensive. Like if it's yeah. on TV and there's nothing else on. Sure. I, I really like a bunch of the action. I really like a handful of moments in this. But the main character of this movie is the bad guy in other movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. There are there are a bunch of movies where this exact character is the bad guy. The rogue yeah. cop isn't a good guy. So it's it, that it's interesting from that perspective, I suppose. But it's clearly cut to the bone, but also inexplicably feels padded. It's very odd in that way. I don't know so how I, they did it. Yeah. So I, I guess there's sort of a you kind of got to see this to believe it. I do think you, if you are a person who likes a canon action film, this is a movie for you. And I yeah, think you, you, you know the, who you are. The stunt work, the stunt work and the uh, and the action effects sequences are really well done. Yeah, I agree with that. That really well, really well put together. Uh the the fights are fun mostly the action sequences all that stuff is fun stallone is has rarely been a good actor and isn't here no this is not stallone's turn yeah i've seen him act well he doesn't really do that here the the i I was looking for some at the time reviews because i think this is a movie in particular where modern politics definitely sort of color your watching of it and the new york times review of this said audiences love stallone when he was hollow-eyed and sweet as rocky and when he was hollow-eyed and vengeful as rambo but will they love him when he's hollow-eyed and mean as cobra probably (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought I read that most reviews were like, this is just a trope machine. This is just a trope yeah. factory. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 reviews at the time were not kind to this. Um, and I, th- I think they're probably mostly accurate. But there is some fun action stuff in here. And the explosions are fun. You know, the car stuff's good. Yeah. So there's there's things to like here. But I think totally. I think I'm voting canon versus canon for this one. I think yeah, it's a, it, this is the tightest coin. This is the coin flippiest one we've had for me. It's definitely more of a canon. Yeah. But if you're if you like I said, if you're a, a big fan of their type of stuff, this is a exactly fan that. of the canon. Right. This is exactly that. You know, this is this is peak canon action nonsense. So if, if that's your thing, you will like this. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and at Dissect the 80s on Twitter and visit patreon.com slash Dissect the 80s. You can learn about uh, all the cool stuff we've got there, including bonus episodes for members at the $5 level. And folks there immediately unlock 13 plus hours of bonus content for their $5 a month membership. So check that out and see if it's right for you. We are more than halfway to our bonus episode every single month so uh, keep checking that out and see if you can uh, make your way there and, and uh, find it here that works for you and if you haven't yet please review the show uh go do it don't stop being so lazy it's not that hard you're capable of doing this i believe in you uh, i'm gonna read one here from oh we got one. uh 
Yeah, uh, this is from listener who chimes in on the tw- the Twitter a lot, uh, and his handle both here and on Twitter is DVDHNTR, which I'm assuming is David Hunter, but I always read it as DVD, DVD Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, and because he's Australian, in my head, it's got a little bit of like good day in it. So I'm the DVD Hunter. So I. <laughs> I, I'm really sorry for what I just did. I hope it wasn't too offensive. But uh, this is a review on the iTunes, iTunes store. Uh, five stars. Thank you very much. Born in 1980. As a child of the 80s, this is right down my alley. 80s movies are great. Parentheses. Sometimes. And Chirp and Andrew are so funny and entertaining. Thank you. Thank we you. Really appreciate that. I've also learned so many interesting facts about some of my favorite movies. I wouldn't mind hearing a few episodes with Australian movies from the 80s. Hint, hint. Well, uh, you're in luck. DVD Hunter, because uh, listen to our way. <laughs> exactly, we we do need a little bit of a uh, little yeah, bit tweet of help. Tweet, tweet, tweet like like your top three. But also, uh, listener request month is right around the corner, coming up uh, in just a few months. Yeah. So we'll have more details for that soon, and we'll tell you about how to get your your picks in. But uh, we'll have opened the phone lines maybe next month. Even we'll have to. We haven't figured out exactly yeah. how all those are going, but. We continue Canonuary in two weeks with a movie I've never seen before, but I'm kind of excited. It is uh, normally called The Good Canon Movie. It was uh, nominated for at least one Academy Award, if not a couple. Wow. Runaway I mean, so Train. so was Suicide Squad. So. Well, in the 80s, it was different. I feel like it was a bigger deal. <laughs> but that'll be uh, January 25th. We'll be doing Runaway Train. So uh, look forward to that, and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the show. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.